Tanya for Yutavis, Asar Yutavis, is the continuation and the conclusion of chapter 9. The beginning of chapter 9, the Al-Tarebbe explains where the location of the Nefshalakis and the Nefshalakis are, the Nefshalakis being in the brain, the Nefshalakis being in the, in the heart, and their impact on the body, one being more emotional versus the other one being intellectual. In the continuation of chapter 9, Al-Tarebbe now begins to discuss the battle that wages within the person. And this is the first major point where the Al-Tarebbe discusses the clash, the battle that takes place between these two forces, between the Nefshe Lakis and the Nefshe Bahamas. And this is obviously one of the most fundamental points that when learning the Tanya, one has to be aware of is the fact that, especially when we're talking about what Al-Tarebbe is going to describe later on about the Bainini in chapter 12, 13, 14, that Midas Kaladam, Midas Abainini, that one needs to strive to be a Bainini, is the fact that there's going to be a constant battle that one is going to be going through on a day-to-day basis between his Nefshalakis and his Nefshalakis. Unlike, nef- unlike the Tzaddik, as Al-Tarebbe explained in chapter 1, that the Tzaddik doesn't have, the Nefshalakis of the Tzaddik has either been transformed or Renavshi Chol Bekirbi, as Dovra Melech described, that he doesn't have the influence of the Nefshah Bahamas in a negative way at all. But a regular person struggles between the two powers that be, the Nefshah Lakis and the Nefshah Bahamas. And these, these, this struggle is actually a struggle, as we explained previously, between two major forces, general cosmic forces, between positive energies versus negative energies. And the way they play out within the, in a person is through the Nefshah Lakis and the Nefshah Bahamas. And each one is vying for dominance over the body because, as, as touched upon last time, the, the, neither one, neither the Nefshul or the Nefshul Hamas, being spiritual, neither of them have the, the capacity on their, on their own to fulfill their desires. It's like a person, a child, who wants to do something that needs a parent or a person that uh, is, is handicapped that needs someone to help them do what in order to move around and get around. The Nefshalakis, the Nefshal Bahamas, are handicapped in a physical world. And since the ultimate objective, as will be explained in later chapters, is, is, the, is the job of bringing, making a dear of Tachtainim. So since that's the ultimate job and objective, so that means dealing with the physical world. So the Nefshalakis's desire is to do Torah mitzvahs, and it wants to therefore spend its time and use its faculties, its brain and, and emotional its emotions and likewise its actions to be purely for God. And the Nefesh Bahamas just wants to live and enjoy life and wants to seek out its own existence and wants to live its life based on its own personal desires unrelated to God's wants. And therefore that creates a major clash and major collision. There is our logical understanding of what our objective is in life, our, de- our idealistic side, which we explain is like the Nefshalakis, which understands that our purpose is to, is to be here. Our purpose in life is to fulfill God's wishes, wishes and God's desires. At the same time, we have the other angle, the, other, the, the battle from this other side, feeling, making us feel like we should just focus on ourselves, be selfish, egotistical, just self-preservation, just to enjoy life, have a good time. So the Alter Rebbe highlights this battle in, 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 in the continuation here in chapter 9. The Alter Rebbe starts, We find when, that, when, when Rivka was carrying Yaakov and Esau, so she went to find out what was going on inside her. So the Pesach describes that the, the, the Navi tells her, Shane tells her that you have two, 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 uh, two major um, 
kingdoms within you, and they're both going to be waging war at each other. And as the Rebbe points out, the Chiddush of the Alter Rebbe is that it's not just that the Nefesh Lakis is preoccupied with its own objective, and the Nefesh Bahamas is preoccupied with its own objective, but rather they both try to overpower the other. And that's the fight between the Yaakov and the Esau. Between the Nefesh Lakis and the Nefesh Bahamas, Yaakov referring to the Nefesh Lakis, obviously, and the Esau referring to the Nefesh Bahamas. The Alter Rebbe explains the Gemara tells us that the body is like a microcosm of the entire city. It's like a small city. It's just like you have two kings. Why does the Gemara compare the body to a small city? Because just like if you have a city, the two kings are varying for power. Both of them desire to have it conquered and to be and to rule it. The purpose and objective of the conquer the city is one objective sometimes to conquer cities just for looting purposes to gain you know possessions but then there's a deeper objective which is that the city should listen and and follow by the the rules and and and, and the directive of the king that wishes to that so wishes that it's that his will should be imposed on that city so in other words, in this marshal, what you see over here is is that the two kings that are fighting are not just fighting for territory for claim of territory, but they're fighting in order to utilize the territory, that the people in the territory should be influenced by their direction, by their ide- idealism, so to speak, or their thoughts of their philosophy, their, their way of thinking, their, their way of, 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 of society, and etc. Sort of like you have in, in, in an American uh, political system, you have the Democrat versus the Republican, the conservative versus versus the, 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 the more uh, liberal, which is also each one wants their agenda to, to be the dominant for, force in, in, uh, in, in politics in order that the government should be run and the people should be run by their visions and their ideas. So likewise, likewise the two souls, the godly soul and the life-giving animalistic soul, it's interesting here that Rebbe puts the Chiyunis and Bahamis both together. He doesn't say Nevesh Bahamis or Nevesh Chiyunis. He says the Chiyunis HaBahamis. He explains because here we're primarily focusing on the fact that it's it is an energy of giving life to the person, which comes from Klipas Nulchamizu Zu Alagufu Cholaybar. But they're also fighting over the body and all its organs. Shalakiz Chaps of the Tzayin Shuti He Levad Hamishal Asalav Umanhe Umehagitay Bechalaybar Miusar Lomashmata. What does the Nevesh Lakis want? Nevesh Lakis wants that the body should be utilized and be programmed by its program. Should be listening to its idealism, its philosophy, its its uh, perspective on life. Ubetelamesalagami should be completely bottled to it, meaning that it should be completely bottled to God's will. And it should be completely bottled in the way of Markova. Not only bottled that it gives up they give up their will to the net the Nefshalakis is therefore fully in control of their will, but they're completely like a chariot, which we know that the chariot has no will of its own. It's not just that they give up their will, but they have no will other than the will of their rider. So the level of of using the body is so complete that we, as we know, that nefeshalikis or any neshama for that point, the nefesh, the way the nefesh impacts the body, it's not just that you f- you don't feel this dualism in your body between your body and your soul. It's it's so interconnected that the soul automatically the body just does the will of the soul. It's not like there's like a. a a time delay between the will of the of the of the soul and the body reacting. The body and the soul are so interconnected that the body just naturally has no will of its own. Its only will is the will of the soul. The body has, and that's in that way is like a markova, like a chariot 
that the, the, the horses have no will of their own. Their will, or the chariot in this case, not even the horses, the chariot just is being pulled by the horses and being pulled by the driver, whichever direction it pulls it, it takes it, it goes. So to the body is just following whatever the soul wants. So if the Nefesh kiss wants that its program, it's that the body should be following and be a markava to its its plan, its its philosophy, its objective, which is that it should be utilized and the body should be a proper vessel and garment for its ten faculties and its three garments that we mentioned before. She slaps that the entire body should be completely full, constantly only with the impact of the Nevishalakiz and the Nevishalakiz's idealism. And there shouldn't be any stranger that gets amongst them. In other words, there shouldn't be any foreign will, any foreign ideas that 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 intrude and 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 and, 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 and try to usurp any of the power. The Hainatlas Mechin Shabrosha means that the three faculties of the brain, the Chachma Bina Dash, Yimulum, Chachma Bina Dash, Vedam Shalakis, Shichachma Say Hashem Bina Say, they should be full and constantly occupied with the wisdom of God, Lisbainim Gadas Hashem Hekeve himself, to think about and meditate on the greatness of God. It's interesting here, Dalt Rebbe doesn't speak about that it should be utilized to learn Torah necessarily, because here again the objective is is that the Nefshel Kiss wants that there should be, the body should be functioning to be in service of God. So learning Taita is one way of service of God, but first you have to get the body in a mode of operation. In order to do that, you first have to meditate on the greatness of God. And through that, you, you then stimulate Aidea Das through Das, as we explained in chapter 3, that Das is what creates and brings out the emotional, because Das is self-awareness. And when you have deep self-awareness, you begin to feel the, the self, and that triggers emotions. So Das is always the connection between the intellect and emotions. So when you have the intellectual concept and awareness, and then you have the self-awareness, that stimulates that your awareness of self should be drawn based on the intellectual understanding, and there should be the Yira, that he should have the fear of God in his mind, and the, the Pacha, the Pacha is more like the deep deep sense of awe or, or, or fright, so to speak, of God in his heart, which here represents two different forms of fear. One is more intellectual, which is more of a great awareness of God, and the other one is more naturally, uh, more of a, like an emotion, a, a deep uh, impulsive type of emotional attachment, which is a sense of on the moment, on the spur of the moment, where the person doesn't want to be disconnected from God, sort of like... On the negative, you have like a person who gets very anxious and very nervous of something that is a sense at the moment of a deep need to be to, to do something or to do an action. So by in the spiritual sense, you have the deep sense of needing to do something proper, something good, which is to, 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 to not, or, to, or God forbid, not to do, to make sure not to do something bad, not to do an avera. So that's the state of pachat. And then the Avasashem Ka'esh bears believe and likewise also to simulate the love of God in his heart with a burning fire. There's what to discuss over here about why does the Alter Rebbe here mention first Yira and then Ava, and earlier he mentioned first Ava and then Yira, but uh, that will be for the in-depth discussion when we get to that in, time, in the in-depth Shira. That the person desires completely to just be completely bound up with God, as the Apostle says, that the person just completely longing the whole time for, for wanting to be connected to God. Now, when the person wants to be connected to God, automatically, what is he going to do? He's going to learn Torah, he's going to do mitzvahs. In other words, once the program is set, you put the you download the program in the brain, through the brain, into the emotions, so now automatically the, 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 the body will 
respond based off that to, to start uh, utilizing the purpose of why it's there, which is to serve God, doing Torah mitzvahs. And it brings out a very deep level. It comes from the depths of the heart, from the right side, which is something which is completely full and bursting with love. Molei v'godosh, overflowing, that it should overflow till it impacts even the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas and the Yetzirah, it overflows to the left side, that the impact is, that it has such a deep impact that it's not, again, as we said before, it's not just satisfied that it is being utilized for good, but it wants to also make sure that the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas not only doesn't get in the way, but that it could, could could, it, it tames the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas, it tames the Sitra Akhra, that the Sitra Akhra and the negative desires that come, as we mentioned before, is it wants that it should utilize the energies that come from the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas, because as we know, as we mentioned once previously in the previous class, the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas also has has tremendous powers. In fact, there's more emotional and 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 and, and there's a greater energy and a greater power in the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas. So the Nebuchadnezzar's desire is to actually get the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas involved. That it should utilize its desire, its its power to have a desire and pleasure. That it shouldn't desire and pleasure physical things, but rather to desire um, and, and have a pleasure in God. As it says, what does it say? With says with instead of to teach me both with the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah that you should serve God on both, that you should use the energies. Which, till you reach the highest level of love, a deep love, a deep connection, even more than the level of Ava Ava this is what is mentioned, the love that's mentioned in the Pasuk. says, that there's a, there's a slow progression of where the person meditates on the greatness of God, and that stimulates a certain fear, and from that fear generates a certain love. But that's a, a love that's stimulated from an intellectual side. Then it penetrates within the deep depths of the heart, and the depths of the heart penetrate a deep, passionate love that stimulates the, the emotional side of the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas, and then the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas brings the person up to even a higher level of love, a love of Avarabah, such overwhelming love, which is called Avabetanugim, which is a type of pleasure love, a love that you experience in Elam Hapa, and this experience and this pleasure is what? This level of pleasure is an intellectual pleasure, a pleasure of understanding the greatness of God. It's something that will have on Elam Hapa, in Elam Hapa, this great pleasure of God. That pleasure, that love of Betanugim, which Altreva explains, Elsewhere, more at length, the difference between the Ava, that Ava Rab and Ava Tanugim, in some places it differentiates between the two, that they're two different levels. Here it seems like the Altweb is putting them together, that Ava Rab and Ava Tanugim is the same type of level. But here he's comparing the two as being that they both reside from the level of water. In other words, it's not a love with passion and fires. Like when a person starts dating a girl, perhaps the guy gets excited, the woman gets excited, they feel very emotionally attached, and they get, there's a passion and excitement. Once the marriage kicks in, after a little bit of time, so there's no more excitement and passion anymore. But what you do have, as a result of that, you do have a deeper love, a deeper connection to each other, a just enjoyment of being into each other's presence. It's not, it's not so much the, the, the physical excitement or even the emotional excitement. It's like water. It's like flowing. It's just natural. It's a natural sense of excitement, of pleasure, being around each other which usually happens after a, a bit of time being married and being in a relationship and investing in the relationship. So initially it's all exciting, it's very, 
very emotional and very, very, you know, lovey-dovey, and then eventually gets into this like state, which some people may call a dry state. It's not dry. It's just not with that same passion. It's just it's more it, more essential love. It's a love that comes from a state of just natural flow, which is a pleasure. Tainug is not simple. Is not uh, an emotion. Tainug is not an emotional excitement. Tainug is just a, a complete sense of delight when you see your wife and you spend time with your wife. You feel good. You feel you feel a pleasure within it, and that's the level of love that one could attain when he transforms the Nefshah Bahamas, when he transforms the level of Maim in the Nefshah Bahamas, when he transforms the level of Maim in the Nefshah Bahamas, so then he enables that there should be, that he should be able to utilize that level of mind, which we explained in the Nefesh Bahamas is usually, its disposition is to use it for klipas, to use it for taivas elam haza, for physical pleasures. Now it's going to be transformed to have the, 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 the ava kamayim for the love of God and this level of tainuk and pleasure within God, which is a very deep level of, of ava. So this is the Bechines HaMayim, Bezer HaErzerosh HaBekdushas. So this tremendous level of, of mayim that's in the nefshel akis transforms the mayim of the nefshel bahamis. So we mentioned that it comes that initially these are pleasures, the physical pleasures. That the bad actually transforms itself. The nef yitzer hara becomes mamish like the yitzer tayt. How does that happen? All you have to do is remove the outer garments. In other words, the mental awareness of the Nefesh Bahamas is physical. It's constantly focused on the physical realities of life. So since it's constantly focused on the physical realities of life, so therefore it's constantly caught up in, in the, the dirtiness, so to speak, of the physical world. But that's its consciousness, its, 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 its mental conscious awareness of life. But when you can transform that mental consciousness, which here the Alter Rebbe describes as begotam hatsoyim, the dirty clothing, shame ten, what, which are the tanugi elam shumulu and the Nefesh Bahamas is just caught up in this conscious state of just seeking pleasure in the physical world. So when you transform it and you give it a sense of reality, a deeper reality, a deeper state of consciousness, the reality and the consciousness of Hashem and the love for Hashem, so then it transforms that mayim that Nefesh Bahamas has to be a mayim for, for God, and that makes the person have an avarab and avavatanugim, a level of love and connection, a feeling, an experience of feeling closeness to God that's much deeper than just passion. It's like a husband and wife that have been married for many, many years, that they feel just when they're together, there's just a tremendous energy of, of pleasure of being in each other's presence, or like the pleasure one has seeing their children. It's not a passionate love, it's an love, it's a parent with a child, there's nothing, there's just being in their presence, it's just some awesome power, and that's what you strive for. The rest of all the emotions in the heart, which are branches of love and fear, or fear and love, should fully be only functioning for God. So that's the objective of Nefshalakis to overpower the, the body and, and even transform the Nefshah Bahamas to utilize it only for God. Likewise, it's speech. Should only be with speech and thought for God. Which is involved in thinking of the words of Torah. So before we mentioned that you're using your brain to be stimulating your emotions through contemplating the greatness of God, and then you're going to use your machshava to meditate, to, to think about God's Torah. This whole day is only going to be saying the words of Torah. And the power of his action should only be by doing mitzvahs, which is the third garment of the kiss. That's its ultimate objective. Its ultimate objective is is to get the person fully involved and embrace the idea of God and the purpose of why it's here and then feel a love and a passion, a connection to God. And through that love and passion of God, it will be connected to God 
and therefore will only want to do what God wants. Ah, however, the Nevsha Bahamas wants the complete opposite. He wants the other way around. He wants that everything should be based on not what God wants, but rather for its own benefit, for its own desires. And Al-Tarebbe finishes off, like the Zoyar gives the Moshul of the Zoyar, that God created the Nefesh Bahamas. At the end of the day, the Nefesh Bahamas seems to be, why would God want a Nefesh Bahamas in this world? Why would he want the person to be in such a state that where he has this battle of whether he should be completely serving God or not? And the answer is, because just like the king who, who hires a, a Zaina to, to, to test his son, to see if his son is going to go for the Zaina or not, to really elevate the son and make the son aware of his level of greatness, that when he doesn't fall for the Zaina, he realizes that he brings out within him that he's actually someone who's the son of the king. The son of the king doesn't fall for Zainas, doesn't hang out with Zainas. So to us, when we realize that we're a son of God, so then when we're the children of Hashem, so then we can't do Averis. We recognize and realize that our being like one of the, the chassidim of the Alter Rebbe used to pride himself, he says, me, this big chassid, this big smart big Talmud Chacham, this big holy person, how could I do an Avera? You recognize that your whole Matthias, your whole existence is only to be for Hashem. But but the, the Abisher makes it pretty hard because the Nefesh Bahamas is pretty sly and pretty tricky. And therefore it's commercial Azaina that it, 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 at the end of the day, it's Rotson is not really a Rotson for you to serve it, its rotsin is to do God's rotsin. So the Nefesh Bahamas is an objective. It's not selfish because it wants you to be selfish. It's selfish because it wants to do what God wants from it to do. It's to do its job. Really, the Zayna doesn't want to do the job. It doesn't want to be because if what if God forbid the 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 the, the Zayna actually persuades the the person to the, the son of the king to to, to be Zeus. So then he, she knows that she's going to be killed by the king. So likewise, the Nebuchadnezzar Hamas knows that eventually its end is to be destroyed, is to be wiped out. As when Mashiach comes, there won't be a, a, a Yetzirah. But nevertheless, it still realizes that that its purpose, its purpose in itself is to, is to challenge us and to make us um, 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 elevate ourselves. So therefore, it does its job. So even though we're saying here that its want and desire is to do the opposite of Nebuchadnezzar but it's not really its true want. Its true want is really to do its its purpose in life, which is to serve God. When you recognize and realize that the Nebuchadnezzar is also is only trying to do what God's will is, that itself is empowering you to realize that you should want to do what God wants, and that is to only serve Hashem to fight the Nebuchadnezzar So the Nebuchadnezzar really wants you to fight it, because you recognize that it's only commercial Azaina, that it's really not there for its own purpose. It's there only because God desires it to be there in order to give the challenge.